0: Yeah, welcome back to a a sudden, unexpected, unannounced, and unscheduled episode of the Lars Resort. Recorded on a Saturday. That hardly ever happens. No, but honestly, still brought to you by Bettson, by the way. Recorded on a Saturday or not. Uh, I just felt with this big news story coming out of Merseyside, and I don't mean Luton's uh, magnificently unexpected away win in the FA Cup. I mean, of course, the other thing couldn't leave that until monday i felt i think we gotta record something so i um to, to avoid this becoming a total ramble on my part i fired up the bat signal uh the big shining peter welpton in the sky and got our good friend peter back into the resort to, to to try to digest what this all means what we think about it and uh yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna hop straight into it i mean really did i even need to record an intro for this could have gone straight into but I do quite like fidgeting in the editing software and just putting in the the applause and the things I enjoy doing that so let's let's do that let's get the applause on and let's bring Peter in okay thank you Peter for for answering answering the call for uh, for seeing the bat signal the the big, the big Peter open signal in the sky. <laughs> And, and, and logging on wait, to, wait, and returning hold on. to the resort. Am I Batman or am I Robin and you're yes, Batman? you are Batman in this context. You would have to be. Oh. Does that make me Commissioner Gordon? Am I Gary Oldman? That, Maybe okay. you are, yes. I've, I've been watching Slow Horses, so I'm, I'm all right. I feel like Gary Oldman in Slow Horses is very much my spirit animal. Oh, man, I love that show so much. Do you know who also loves that show? Ben Davies, the Tottenham left back or center half. Ben Davies. I saw one of these social media things the clubs do sometimes where they were just they were asking all the players as they were arriving at the training ground like what show are you watching at the moment ben
1: davis is watching slow horses that is one of the great uh results of streaming television is the introduction of british crime television over here in the united states Mm. it's been a lot of fun i'm watching another one called criminal record that's really oh, good. I'm,
0: I'm, 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 yeah, I'm only gonna uh, think that's on my list of things I'm gonna. See, we have very similar taste in television shows, you and I, Peter. That's yeah. probably why why we get along so much. Uh, I'm I'm getting slightly off track though. Sorry, me there too. was there there was big news uh, this weekend, and it was not my TV watching habit, or indeed yours. Uh, it was something that I feel is very rare in football these days. Is that it was a bit of news that was genuinely shocking and genuinely unexpected like there were no rumors there were no reports this is just the thing that happened and no one expected it to happen and um, yeah everyone have a lot of has a lot of thoughts and feelings about it and it's going to shape uh, the landscape a little bit going forward which is of course that Jurgen Klopp is stepping down from the managerial job at Liverpool
1: can i share my immediate reaction upon seeing this on the twitter very early yesterday morning Sure yes, So I, I turn on I turn on the phone As I am wont to do And my wife says I've got a problem Well, That's mm. a different podcast I think mm. um, And I see somebody In a first tweet Say something about Jürgen Like oh, oh no Or whatever And then I The next one Is the, the video That he shot With Liverpool And that Liverpool put out mm. And when I watched it I'm not exaggerating when I say for the first 10, 15 seconds of watching it, I legitimately was convinced I was watching a deep fake. And this mm. was like some sort of great prank. And that, to me, illustrates just how out of the blue and unexpected, at least for me, this entire story was. No, it's uh, it, it's very, very strange. And,
0: yeah, it feels surreal. Um, and the initial reaction is, yeah, of course, yeah, it, it's It's surreal. But my thing was, as I watched the interview, I'm I'm very cynical about these things. I'm very rarely inclined to automatically believe what things are, what people say when they because I just I know in this industry, there's always like so much going on, and the what's being put out to the public is, is very often not the actual reason for things and blah 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 blah. I I, I thought watching this video, I'm uh, e- either Klopp is. <laughs> the greatest liar we've ever seen in in the premier league or 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 this is true or this is how he feels you know he's simply i thought he explained it so eloquently in the in the video and in the press conference after that that he complain he compared himself to a sports car that's still kind of motoring around but he can tell that the needle the on the fuel gauge is starting to to get close to zero and he he wants to leave before it does yeah i I thought first of all that was a very beautiful very efficient metaphor and um and and i guess it makes sense because he's been doing this for a lot of years he has and he's not just like i was thinking about this the other day is there any coach any manager figure in the Premier League, really since Arsene Wenger, who has had the kind of power and influence at a football club as as Jürgen Klopp does, you'd maybe say Pep Guardiola, but then I think at City, like Chiki Bagiristan and Ferran Soriano and, like, the other Spanish dudes, uh, they do stuff as well. I, I'm not sure... Like, I'm sure Pep does what he wants, but you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's so the 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 extent to which one man was in charge of everything at that club is unusual at a top club in this day and age.
1: It's it's definitely not your normal the gaffer is leaving kind mm-hmm. of scenario. This is a guy that is uh, really the foundation of this iteration of Liverpool and has been the guy that brought them back from you know from a really long dark run. <laughs> Yeah. And and it's just, he's so he's just a different level kind of guy, and, and it that's why I think all of this is so weird. And at least over here for me as an American, this is really interesting that we've had this happen with uh, Jurgen Klopp, because over here in the United States, American collegiate football, and by that I'm not saying soccer, I'm talking about our version of football. Mm-hmm. In the last couple of weeks, have had an equally seismic announcement in that mm-hmm. Nick Saban who was the multi-national championship winner at Alabama, shocked everybody uh, a couple weeks ago and announced his retirement from Alabama. And, and he mm. said almost the same thing. He's just like, I'm mm. burned out. I just, yeah. He didn't say burned out, but it was essentially the same message as Klopp. Yeah. And I find it interesting that because I just don't feel like we – I think you said this. We just don't hear that kind of honesty. Uh, no. From guys at this level, very often, and so it's uh, it's. I th- I found that the the fact that these two things have happened in quick uh, sequence uh, interesting.
0: Yeah, and it also <laughs> it also brought to mind like the fact that he's leaving, that he's he's voluntarily stepping down. Uh, he did have more time on his contract, so I mean, he is gonna. Um, he, well, he just he, he signed that gonna...
1: deal not that long ago either.
0: Yeah, and it did remind me of. Um, <laughs> a piece uh, this is is very sort of left field but it's been on my mind for the last sort of 24 hours since since this happened in the big article in the athletic about sir dave brailsford the bicycle guy who's who's now going to do stuff at man united there's a quote uh from uh, brailsford where brailsford says he talks about how he's learned a lot from roy Hodgson. he says once that roy Hodgson told me this is a quote he phoned me up and said dave I'm going to give you a bit of advice. In our jobs, it doesn't matter how bad it gets. You never, ever resign. You wait, then you get pushed, and you make your money. <laughs> that
1: is the that is the Hodgson approach to this. It's <laughs> actually pretty interesting insight for the current day, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, Hodgson, eyes on
0: the back. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, I mean, if he was here to defend himself, he would say that he hasn't been in charge of, of Dortmund and he's never been on the kind of contract that club was on at Liverpool. So, I mean, financially, maybe he's not quite as as sorted. But I just think I think it shows a bit of class as well that he just he, he didn't hang on to the bitter end or. You know, he could have decided to spend a little bit less time on the train. He could have gone to his assistants and say, "Hey, you know, uh, Pep Linders, you got to take the wheel here a little bit because I'm getting I'm starting to burn out. I need so and so many hours a, a week to to be on my own and to be with my wife and to just uh, I don't know to take take up wood whittle, whittle yeah wood whittling or whatever it is he wants to do and and then just let the team tick along but but he has a kind of personal integrity that is he can only do this 100%. He can only put his entire being into this job. And when he feels he can't do this anymore, instead of diluting his level of effort, he is stepping down, uh, which I think I think says a lot about him.
1: It does. Now, I do want to I do want to poke at the idea of the reasons behind this. Mm. Um because we all remember the Liverpool season started very gloomy. They were Mm. all the fan base was really upset that they hadn't gotten Jude and they didn't get Casado and they had, you know. Yeah. Now we know how that's all turned out. And Klopp has done a masterful job of fixing a lot of their problems. Yeah. And they're at top of the table. But and again, I don't mean to keep bringing this back to American collegiate football, but a lot of people speculated that Saban's kind of wear and tear was also tied to some of the seismic changes that have happened in the last few years in that landscape. I won't bore you with the details of it, but not dissimilar to English football. The money, the business of it, and some of the aspects of things that had happened, like Liverpool's inability to go out and get those players that he wanted. How much do you think that plays into his lack of energy for this? If I'm beyond, if I'm honest, I think probably not at all.
0: Really? Uh, no, uh, I, I I not not what I mean, because I mean they're top of the league. <laughs> it's it's what he says. I mean he has a great group of players here with a good age group, good characters. They're top of the league. Any Liverpool fan who was gloomy, they, they were never going to get you to him. I mean Jurgen Klopp is a grown up. He knows that, uh, and, and and he ended up with. You know, Endo might be less fun than getting Casedo, but in the short term, it's <laughs> not that much worse. I mean, it's right. just a, getting a quick fix right now. I, I think this is completely fine. Uh, I'm, it's possible, again, if we're poking at this, you know, he is, this is a rebuilding job really now I mean he completely rebuilt the midfield in the summer and it's clear that you know you had guys like Henderson and Fabinho kind of age out and and you know Mane of course left so and Firmino left so you're you're rebuilding the Ita. So this is he's kind of starting to put together an, an, an entirely new team so if there's a surprise maybe it's a little bit surprising that he decided to start that uh, process of rebuilding the team and then decides actually pretty quickly into it that he can't you know, he can't continue. But that again speaks to me that this isn't planned or anything, that this is just him feeling that I can't do it anymore. Because if he had a sort of, if he was more tired with specific things and with the situation, then it would have made more sense to leave before the rebuild started. You know, it would have mm-hmm. been you know, when he saw his guys, you know, the people who were the players he was very close to in the squad, who he had experienced a lot of things with, when he saw them start to age out and start to leave the club, it would have been very human then to feel okay. A rebuild needs to happen here, and someone else should be in charge of it. But he took on the rebuild. He was like, "No, no, I can, I can do this." Um, and the rebuild is going very well. I repeat, they're top of the league. <laughs> so it's uh, I, 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 don't I, I believe him when he says that he's perfectly happy with the job. That it's got nothing to do with any specific circumstance like that. Okay,
1: but he didn't announce his retirement. He announced no. that he's leaving the club and he's going to take a year off. He hmm. clearly has aims on getting back into coaching. Yeah, or management. well, the way
0: yeah the way he put it was that right now he couldn't see himself working again, but he then added, "Then of course things will change." Um, but but, but I, just, I think that's again. I, I, I'm, maybe I'm naive, but I'm I'm very happy to take him at his word when he says. The, the the fuel gauge is starting to drop low, and he wants to leave on his terms, in yeah, a, in in, in, a, in a, with his head held high, uh, uh, rather than let this drift and and let it be bad and get fired and get his money as uh, <laughs> Sir Roy of Hodgson might have.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think we can all appreciate that how you feel today uh, is reasonable to understand that you may feel differently a year from now. Mm-hmm. Things change, mm-hmm. opportunities change. All of that. Oh, I'm sh- I'm sure he will manage again. Like I think someone like him, who is a bit of an obsessive,
0: like he's gonna. It's I I I'd snigger. I wouldn't be sniggering because that's a bit mean spirited. But I do listen to him say like he wants to. He's never really had a normal life because he's been doing this job, and he wants to know like what is what is life outside of the circus seems to be what he was talking about. And I I did think well. <laughs> What are you going to do with your time, Jürgen? Are you getting Are you getting into wood carving? Are you going to take up bridge? I mean,
1: Jürgen Klopp's wood carving YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Sh- I mean, it's going to be an interesting experience for the wife having him around uh, all the time versus today. Him being I am going the- to
1: whittle a gnome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's going to uh, Jürgen Klopp's uh, self-made garden gnome emporium. Um, <laughs> I think he's going to go completely crazy. If he, but, but he might find maybe he'll do consultancy gigs. Maybe he'll do some. I really hope he does some television punditry. I think he'd be amazing at that. He's an incredible communicator. So I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Sky Sports in the UK will have been in touch with his agent already, going, ha, "So you want to come on TV talk about some stuff? Because um, because that, that's something. I mean, that's something he's done before in in Germany. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, he, something, something he'd be he would, awesome at that yeah he he would be but um i do think this being in the kind of position he's been you know having all, having all of liverpool uh, eating out of his hand and being a, a, a demigod at that club at that institution and ordering people around that sort of stuff is pretty addictive if you look in other lines of work people are very reluctant to give up that kind of power uh, i do i'm very intrigued to see how he will find you know let's face it most people have pretty normal lives and they wish they had Jurgen Klopp's life if <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so, but 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 definitely taking the time to slow down and spend your li spend your time differently when you feel you're heading towards something is probably a really good sort of self-care mental health thing to do i just think he'll miss it i think he'll miss it a lot and i think after a period out of the game he will want to get back in Um, But if we're speculating about his future, I think there's a very obvious answer there, uh, which is, uh, I I think he is a German national team manager in waiting. I think that's a job he'll get no matter what. It's just a question of when. And I think the timing could work out pretty well now because Nagelsmann has taken it, but Nagelsmann is is, like, 16 years old or whatever he is. Like, Nagelsmann's <laughs> not going to be a national... He's not going to be a national team coach for the next teenager. decade, you know? This is a this is not a young, very young man's game. Um, he's going to be itching to get back into a club job. Um, so after... I would expect Germany to have a new national team manager after the Euros uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. Is that too soon for Klopp? Maybe it is, but they could have an interim for another six months if Klopp wants some more time off. I don't know. But the point is that would be a way for him to to do the job he's passionate about, to, to have one of the great clubs, I mean, one of the great jobs that would make sense for him to have in his career, and it's not quite as full on in terms of the time spent. Okay, the pressure is immense, but he can spend more time uh, exploring life and, and spending time with his family and all this sort of stuff uh, whilst being the German national team manager. So if that, that, that just seems like it would fit
1: very well, doesn't it? It seems way less exciting than a Gnome Emporium.
0: You could do both. I guess we like side markup. jam. <laughs> imagine the markups on these gnomes if it's like made by the sitting German national It'd be I mean, the they, most expensive garden
1: gnomes ever. Yeah, the you know, those international break windows don't happen all the time, right? There's plenty of time in between those things to whittle a gnome here and there. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it whilst
0: watching Potential, you know, who's going to play right back or you watch that on the Y scout and then you just work on the gnomes. Yeah. No, I think, I think that, that, that's, that makes so much sense with regards to him wanting a slightly different pace of life. Whilst I don't think he'll be able to, I think he'll struggle to stay out of the game for too long without feeling drawn towards, uh, towards it because it's obviously something he's, that's been his life for so long. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, I'm, so my bet, my bet with you would be, and we spoke about this on your show very briefly. I, If I had to make a, a bet on this, I would think Jürgen Klopp will be in charge of the Germany team by the time we get to the next World Cup.
1: Well, us here in the United States would love that. That would be mm-hmm. a nice addition to the tournament here. Now I'm going to ask you another question. And again, I'm kind of poking on this a little bit. I like it when you poke. Uh, <laughs> there's so much there. Um <laughs> Okay, focus. Focus, Peter. Focus. Um uh why now? Like I just the timing mm-hmm. of it feels really weird considering they are top of the table. It's the middle of the season. Things are going well. It feels like rock and roll football is back. He's gotten that kind of level of the he's gotten that team pointed back in that kind of mode again. Um and and I I don't know. It just the timing feels a little curious to me and also dangerous if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, are you thinking... I mean, the comparison that a lot of people would draw would be to that year Sir Alex Ferguson decided he was going to retire and made that public, and yeah. the team drifted very badly after that. And then um, he unretired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think I think the timing is, because he made this decision, he can't just... When you get to the end... And he spoke about this. He was pretty open about this. If he just, on the press conference after the last game of the season said, right, I'm off, guys, and the club didn't know before then, that, of course, would be a catastrophe because you have to replace. Replacing him is almost impossible, but you have to find a new manager and you have to find a new sporting director because uh, Jörg Schmatke is, is also going. So the whole and, and, and a bunch of the assistant coaches are going as well. So you're replacing the whole uh, sporting leadership structure there. And that's not something you can do overnight, or at least you shouldn't have to do it overnight. I mean, I think he cares too much about the club to leave them in that situation. So they need uh, a runway here. They need a couple of months to to start sounding out candidates to as, try to figure out how do you begin to replace a character like Jürgen Klopp. Um, y- you cannot do this when you're already in the middle of the summer and the transfer window people are going on holiday you need to conclude your business like that would be a disaster so he needs to give them time to put things in place and then the nightmare scenario is say they don't announce it say he he knows he's leaving the club knows he's leaving that will leak that will leak because the club's going to have to talk to potential replacements both on the sporting director side and on the managerial side uh, intermediaries will get involved there's no way that doesn't leak. You cannot keep that a secret once you start like asking around, uh, are you interested in managing Liverpool? Like when right. Klopp is still there, like, that leaks. So if they hadn't told anyone, you can just imagine like in April, when they're in a hopefully, for, for what we're hoping, is that they'll be in a tight, tight China title battle with Man City and maybe also Arsenal, who knows. Uh, suddenly, before a pivotal game, the news breaks that Jurgen Klopp, one of these good journalists, are like, we have it on good authorities that Jurgen Klopp is leaving after that. And it becomes a huge scandal. And that sense of shock that everyone had yesterday, instead of him controlling the message and explaining why, you have that exact amount of shock only just before an incredibly important game in the title race. And the whole thing, I mean, that would be destructive. Like, that would be bad for the club. And, And that's the kind of way it probably would have gone down. So the, by going public now, at least you control the message. At least you give them a chance to explain. You pick a weekend where you know, they're playing Norwich in the Cup tomorrow. That's, that's, that, that'll probably be fine. Uh, so, And then you go into the last part of the season with everyone knowing exactly what's going on. I, I, the more I think about it, the more I think that that's probably the best way of doing this.
1: Do you think that this announcement is some sort of new wrinkle on how we all feel the end of this season will transpire? Hmm, I've been thinking about this. So the reason I don't think it'll drift
0: like it did with Sir Alex Ferguson at Man United is I don't think Jurgen Klopp kind of rules by fair in the same way. I, I, I think with, with Sir Alex, it was a sense of, well, if he's leaving, people can kind of just kind of do whatever they want because they're not they're not afraid of him in the same way they were. <laughs> and then the, the, they lose focus a little bit, perhaps. I don't... In this case, I don't think the players really care that much about what happens next season i think they're fully committed to uh, to the campaign they're in i think footballers
1: footballers typically don't overthink things in oh the way no no, that no. We do. Uh, i'm wondering if this uh spurs them on meaning i think we're all mm. working under the assumption that city's gonna motor back and just uh, roll everybody over and win it again i'm wondering if this is like let's do it for jurgen
0: yeah no i think that's possible i think that's a good theory I, I I think that this everyone knows, I mean, presumably a lot of the, that dressing room is full of players who have either played with him for under him for a long time or have joined Liverpool knowing that he'd be there. Maybe even that was part of the reason why they came. Uh, and, and so now they have a few months left or a half a season left, just under half a season left of playing for someone who is a, you know, an iconic figure uh, one of the great managers of, of the modern game. I, I would think that would motivate them more than anything. And 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 the a chance to give him another league title, uh, of which I mean, I, I'm sure if there are fans who are like not Liverpool enthusiasts, might want to poke holes in the way he is de- deified because I mean they haven't won um, um, uh, they haven't won that many titles under him, but but of course. They, that's partially because of the circumstance, because they happen. He happens to have been in charge of Liverpool at a time where Man City have been Man City. Yeah. So you have this weird situation where, yeah, he's had, he's had one league title in nine years, uh, which doesn't sound that many. But I'm he's so,
1: also had. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because I've been quietly wondering this question, and I've hesitated to ask it to anybody, because I don't want to. I don't want to come off as, the wrong. I don't want it to come off the wrong way, but. Yeah. At the end of this, if they end up with one Premier League title, yeah, are, is there room to say, well, that's a bit disappointing. I don't know. Well, is that is that I, harsh?
0: I, I don't think it is, for the reason that you've had two seasons where you've ended up won ninety seven and ninety two points, which in a normal world where Manchester City doesn't exist, is wins you the title, and and it's just I think people will know, people remember some context people will know that Liverpool were up against the team that had unlimited resources, uh, paired with, uh, you know, an epoch defining manager and that that is a hard thing to compete with. And then we're still waiting on the decision from the independent pal and panel on, um, on those charges that have been leveled against Manchester City. So it's possible that the legacy of Manchester City in this period will be viewed very differently as well. Um, and 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 i think that will color the way it's seen like if you have over a four season spell they had 97 99 69 and then 92 points which is very very rare like that's not something that happens very often and you got to bear in mind when when he was brought on it was the autumn of 2015 if you look at their if you go back you look at their league finishes the last couple of years they finished 6th 2nd but then 7th 8th 6th and 7th like that, that, that's kind of what they were, their last couple of seasons, the last um, six seasons, I guess, because I can count. Uh, that, that's what the last the six seasons looked like. So Liverpool were really drifting. I remember when he was appointed, remember thinking, and I'm sure I wrote it somewhere, that to my mind, Liverpool is one of the hardest jobs in world football at that time. Because financially, they were starting to get cut adrift a little bit. Like they were further, they were starting to get closer to Tottenham than they were to Man United and Chelsea, for instance, in financial terms. Um, And and it was increasingly hard for them to to buy the best players and compete near the top of the table. But of course, they're Liverpool. With their history and their fan base, there's always going to be an expectation that they will have to compete near the top of the table. It's just they hadn't looked like a team that was capable of that for quite a long while, except that one wild season under Brendan Rodgers when. You know, Steven Gerrard had his last, last great season. Luis Suarez had a crazy season. Raheem Sterling was a breakout star. You know, a lot of stars aligned at the same time and brought them to sixth. But that turned out, they brought them to second. But that turned out it wasn't sustainable at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, him raising them back to a point where they're consistently near the top of the league, I think it's an incredible achievement. And I think it'll be remembered as such
1: uh well it's a it's it's the craziest thing to have this pop up in the middle of this season because there's so i mean the 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 Liverpool story this season has been so interesting for all the things that we've talked about and this really is the twist uh that nobody anticipated and that's what's so surprising about it is that it just seems mm-hmm. so unexpected in the way that it was announced and the way that it came out, the way that he's handled it. It's just so unusual as to what we're used to in english no football.
0: for sure for sure and you know i again i was really struck by how sort of um yeah he, he he really went into it and explained himself and was very honest and i think was kind of open and vulnerable in a way that these sort of alpha males aren't often like they're not many of these sort of towering managerial figures who are prepared to sit down in front of a camera and just explain that i'm tired like i'm I'm yeah. running out of i'm running out of steam here these guys don't typically talk about this like that's that's not a, that's a i thought there was something about that that was a little bit um a, a, a little bit almost touching to be honest and 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 that and i think he made a really interesting point uh which i'd like to to mention which is that last season under a lot of other circumstances they were in a you know they didn't have it they didn't have a good year they had a very very bad run and he looked like he was running out of ideas and because they were at the end of a cycle with a team and the rebuild maybe should have started a little bit earlier, yada, yada, yada. But they had a run of results last season that under, if it was any other club and any other manager of that size, he would have been fired probably. I mean, as he said, you know, the, the club would have probably done something, but because of what he's done for Liverpool, they're never going to fire him ever. Like he's, he has a, uh, he has he has earned the right to choose the manner of his own departure, I think is a good way of phrasing that. Yeah, I agree. And, and he said that he was aware of that, and that made him extra conscious of the fact that you do have to then choose the right moment of departure. Uh, I think you have the, I mean, interestingly, because it's adjacent to the story, we had the opposite of that with Jogi Löw at, as German national team manager. Because he won them the World Cup, he became sort of, he had that job... Until he didn't want to have it anymore, but then it became equally—he gradually clear that he probably shouldn't have it anymore. And then they didn't really want to fire him, and it became kind of weird. Uh, when you earn the right to choose the manner of your, your departure, you do also have to depart at some point. And 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 Klopp said he he'd become super aware of that, and that made him really ask himself, like, you know, am I sure this is right for me to continue? Which is again, it's an incredible it says a lot about him as a person and I think it's fascinating that he's he feels empowered to be open and honest about things like this. And uh, I thought that was quite refreshing in a sense.
1: All right, Lars, so what happens for Liverpool next? I mean, is it mm. I mean, is it just pretty much assumed in the wall that Xabi Alonso will end up being the next manager and I follow that up with this question. Is that a good idea?
0: Well, Peter, I'm glad you asked because that leads me (laughs) straight on to...
1: I feel like I set that up a purpose and I didn't. Yeah, you,
0: well, you know, I didn't tell you to do this, but I mean, that brings us into uh, into the realm of betting, which feels so course, cheap a big, now, Lars. Which is, a, which is a big part of no, no, there's nothing cheap about it, my friend. It, it's, um, it's it is after all a big part of what we do here on the pod. i i, I bets on. God bless them. They have got a, a prices going for both Jurgen Klopp's next club and the next permanent Liverpool manager. So actually, let's look at this. Uh, I hadn't checked this before, actually. I, I just brought it up now. The Jurgen Klopp, the odds on Jurgen Klopp's next team uh, being the Germany national team is 1.10, which is so low. I mean, that is just, uh, they do just uh, uh, that's like an implied uh, probability of 90% or something. Wow, I mean, it's very, very. It's the, the betting market is very, very clear. <laughs> they, uh, they, they think that's what's going to happen. That's got to make Nagelsmann actually... feel
1: so really good about his situation.
0: <laughs> well, it. <laughs> It's, it's an implied probability of ninety one percent, just about. <laughs> well, but it does also mean I don't think I don't think Nagelsmann believes that he's going to be there forever either. Like again, he's not at the age where settling down for a national team job for a few decades makes any sense. I know, but but, it, then, but this
1: makes it sound like it's not his choice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I I think it's always I I think the idea with Nagelsmann. I should double check this, but the back of my mind is. The idea was always that he was just going to take them to the Euros and ah. then leave after that. Right. I, I suspect that might even be the contract he has uh, because they 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 were in a jam. They needed someone to take the the the, the, uh, the reins and, until they for the Euros at home, and then he's going back into the club world. But the next favorites are. are uh, Dortmund at 8:50, Real Madrid at 12, Barcelona at 15, the England national team at 17, and I guess all of those options only really become plausible if he takes a longer break, I think. Um, England national team is an interesting one here. I mean, if if the Germany national team didn't exist, I think that would be an interesting shout. I think he's so revered in England that that's and stylistically and as I mean, the idea of a German managing the England national team is wild, but I think if anyone could be Could be uh, in that picture, that would be Jürgen Klopp. Bayern Munich at 80, because I don't think, I mean, as a Dortmund guy, the idea of him taking Bayern Munich, I mean, I'm sure they'd like him, but that doesn't seem like him. And of course, he said he will never take another job in England. So he is 100 at price to be the new Manchester United manager. I mean, I would have had that (laughs) (laughs) to be manager. I mean, for me to put a pound on that, I would have wanted odds of
1: 1,000, not 100 for that to be (laughs) where that's just not happening. Thought Someone I would has tr- smother all of my Liverpool S- friends to death with that one. <laughs> if that- <laughs> someone's thrown in Olympiakos hair as well at a thousand uh, at odds of a thousand, what is I the mean, connection he, there?
0: Maybe he just likes to hang out in Greece. I mean, who knows? But uh, yeah, I don't think that's happening. I think the the the, the, the betson's uh, odds compilers certainly feel very strongly that it's the German national team. Uh, yeah. With a slight, slight chance of there being Dortmund. Jurgen the might-
1: Olympiacos very much has Messi to inner Miami vibes. Yeah, it might be later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When he find- I, it would I don't. I think later in the career,
0: I can imagine Jurgen Klopp being the guy when he feel like there's no more worlds to conquer. He, he wants to have a good life, but he also you know, wants to do a little bit of work. Him picking up a job somewhere, that's just kind of somewhere he likes to hang out with the family. I can see that happening.
1: Somebody's U15 team somewhere. <laughs> yeah,
0: but but maybe maybe on an island or something. Maybe he becomes the Ibiza manager or like the, the, the Mallorca manager at some point. Or right. the Tenerife manager in one of these places. But yeah, the thing you actually asked me about, Liverpool next permanent manager... Uh, yeah, xavi alonso is the runaway favorite as we all know at uh, odds of 150 at with bets on uh, roberto De Zerbi is at seven as in zidane is at 950 pep linders at 12 julian Nagelsmann at 15 i think that's an interesting one mm-hmm. uh anj postacoglu at 15 carl Ancelotti at 15 una emery at 16 steven gerrard at 20 Luis Enrique at 20 luciano spelletti at 20 Diego Simeone, twenty-five; Graham Potter, twenty-five; Jose Mourinho, twenty-five; Antonio Conte and Thomas Frank at thirty-five. Now we're kind of getting into the weeds a little bit. James Milner at fifty. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> he's on the list. But talk you know, about palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no. Xavi Alonso is the runaway favorite. Right. It makes total sense. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Well,
1: no. Okay. So I mentioned palate cleanser because I'm a guy that tends to follow the rule that you never want to be the guy that follows the guy. Mm. And I've been trying to ponder in my head in the history of football, and you're going to be a way better resource for this than I. Mm. Name me. And this there may be an obvious one that I'm just I'm forgetting. Name me a, an obvious comparison of a, of somebody who replaced somebody of Klopp's station and significance and importance to a particular club and immediately stepped in and was successful? Well I mean the obvious the obvious point
0: is uh, the obvious point is is, is at Liverpool. Uh, where of course when Bill Shankly stepped down And there are certain comparisons to be made. I mean, Shankly as well stepped down uh, kind of out of nothing. He wasn't pushed or retired. I mean, he did retire, but he was young enough that everyone figured he could have continued. And, of course, Bob Paisley took over and Liverpool continued to be successful. But the question is, that would be more a case of Bob Paisley kind of kept it going and continued working in the same way. and. Mm. But he was there for a long time, Paisley, and won a spectacular amount of things. So that will be the thing Liverpool fans will be hoping is that the the modern, the kind of modern Shankly figure, has stepped down, and they hopefully some kind of Bill Paisley figure will will take over. And I guess that's the Pep Linders vote, right? Because Paisley was the assistant, right? And and the hope that uh, when when the man steps down. The guy, the guy who was uh, his assistant, can uh, can step in and be equally successful. I mean, that's or, or to be very successful. Um, I mean, we ended up winning more titles than Shankly did. Uh, so in in the end, uh, quite a few more of them. Okay. So, so maybe that's maybe that's what they're hoping. But you are right. The reverse example, of course, is, is who is going to be Liverpool's David Moyes character? I yeah. guess the guy who sort of tries to come in and, it, or I mean, God bless him, Unai Emery at Arsenal, who also struggled to follow uh, Arsene Wenger. Um, and 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 from that, I mean, and I guess from that perspective, that's maybe something Xavi Alonso should be wary of because Xavi Alonso now, uh, because he's got a great reputation as being a classy player or being an eloquent guy, uh, he when he now goes into management and it turns out he's really good at it, he he has really, I mean, he can pick and choose. I mean, the, the assumption was always that he was going to be the next Real Madrid manager. Um, he, he might have to think very carefully whether this is the right time to go in and be a Liverpool manager and uh, whether that's the right thing for him. So I, I, I do wonder... That, I don't know enough about the internal dynamics. What kind of guy Pep Linders is, what kind of standing he has in the dressing room. I mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell you, but I think just from a betting perspective, at, at odds of twelve, that's not uninteresting. And I I think Nagelsmann. If we agree that Nagelsmann is is almost you know is set to, I, I'm actually going to look this up uh, real time now. This is very bad content. Lars Google's things, but I am actually going to double check what his contract is with with Germany because i could have i could have sworn that was completely yeah he's gonna he's gonna be until his contract runs out after the euros uh so so the the idea was he's just gonna take them until the euros and then he's gonna leave i I, some kind of job swap there it just makes a lot of sense for all parties, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think it kind of does. So, uh, Julian Nagelsmann at a price of fifteen with bets on, I think, is not the worst thing to, to put a couple of pounds on if you're if you're ever betting in uh, persuasion. Uh, and um, even if Xabi Alonso, all the noises are that that would make sense, of course. But we we've seen these things change. We've seen these things change. But what I also think is, I suspect. That FSG, when you'll know more about how Fenway Sports Group typically operate than I do, really, from with your American perspective. I think they're really smart people. That's my impression of them. They're pretty clever people. I think they know they've had a unique character in Jurgen Klopp and that you cannot just put someone else in that chair and tell him, now you're Jurgen Klopp. I think they know we're, we're replacing a whole leadership structure here. So I think they'll get in a pretty strong sporting director, uh, someone who is whether he's a big name or not, but someone who's worked at a very high level before and is, will be an authoritative figure in the future, uh, rather than someone who was, you know, Schmatke was a, an acquaintance of Jürgen Klopp's and was, you know, not just his friend to come in, but it was clearly he was there to help him out. Uh, and uh, this would be more traditional, like the, the the new guy who comes in will be more like a GM in American sports. And then that decision logically should be made before the head coach decision is made.
1: And we also realized yesterday that we all can now sit and just cannot wait for a Europa League final between Leverkusen and, and Liverpool.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, that would be the dream. That would be the dream that could happen. You know, Liverpool are our favorites to win the Europa League and Leverkusen are second favorites to win the Europa League. So that, that, if, if the situation hasn't been resolved by then, imagine the narratives. That would be
1: absolutely hilarious.
0: I, I hope that
1: happens. Well, wait. I mean, let's also think of it in this way. What if everybody kind of knows that Alonso is going to Liverpool, and yet he's the manager at Leverkusen, and they're playing against each other in the final? Would be really weird, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be real? <laughs> that would be beyond weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very strange. But that that
0: is the thing that could happen. I think they would be very... They would try very hard to keep that under wraps
1: and to not let that leak just because of that game. But,
0: yeah, who knows?
1: Yeah, crazy. Well, it was a stunning uh, piece of news for sure. I'll be uh, watching them play – who do they play tomorrow? Is it Norwich? Norwich. Yeah. Norwich. Along came Norwich. Yeah, just watching how that reaction is tomorrow will be interesting and in the weeks to come uh, in the league for sure, especially considering their position. So.
0: I, I think it could potentially galvanize them. I think the players are not going to be... Yeah, I don't think anything's going to drift in the way they did uh, with that famous Man United Ferguson thing. I could be wrong, but I think it'll be fine. Okay. Well, anything else about this subject you'd like to discuss, my friend Lars? I think, I think we're getting to the end of it. Just I mean I mean, maybe just to note that... Just to finish it on a note of just what an incredible impact... He says, sorry, I'm distracted now. Luton have got a, little, got a late winner at Everton in the cup. That's for, <laughs> for the listeners wondering when exactly we're recording this. I'm I just, just saw it. I don't have the game in front of me. I just saw the results. And yeah, what uh, looks like the last
1: game. Oh, 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 oh my word. My boy That's, Dan Crook is so excited right now. Yeah, I did not. I did his not neighbors see are happening. miserable.
0: I'm very excited about watching uh, Fulham Newcastle later. I think that should be an interesting game. No, I'd just like to maybe just uh, read up what was Liverpool's lineup in Jurgen Klopp's first game in charge. It was a nil-nil against Tottenham. I remember it well. It was kind of a funny game because he was taken over. He took over Liverpool and there was all these articles about the heavy metal football and everyone remembers how his Dortmund team played. And obviously they were running at a thousand miles an hour constantly. And, it was clear that Liverpool were trying to do that, but it was also clear that they did not quite know how to do that. So they were, <laughs> there was a crazy game where everyone were running like mad, and it was just a lot of energy that was maybe not always uh, correctly applied. They had Simon Mignol in goal. They had a back three of of uh, of Alberto Moreno, Mamadou Sacco, uh, Martin Skirtle, and uh, Martin and Natan- Skirtle. Nathan- Nathaniel Klein. Moreno, Sacco, Skirtle, and Klein was the back four. The midfield was Emre Can, Lucas, and James Milner. Exciting stuff! I had totally
1: creep. forgotten about Lucas.
0: What a wild and creative midfield that was! And then the sort of two sort of attacking players were Coutinho and Lalana. So that's kind of cool. That's that's yeah. a, that was a groovy lineup. And then up front, Divock Origi was the guy up front. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it started. That was Jurgen Klopp's first eleven with uh, Joe Allen and Jordan Ibe coming off the bench uh, in this game. That's where you started. And I think going from, from that to having three seasons over 90 points to winning a Champions League, you know, uh, pretty incredible stuff. And and someone who just, I think it's worth mentioning this, someone who just got the club and who just understood the culture of Liverpool so well and, um, you know, ha- had a real knack for, for saying the right things, uh, had a real knack for pushing the right buttons and, and because you are – it's a, it's a weird thing about football, about soccer, is that if you're a manager of a club for long enough, you become not just the guy who picks the team, you become the leader of a tribe in a way. Uh, and, and knowing how to use the crowd to your favor is, is hugely important. I mean, Anfield's an emotional place. We've had seen coaches, again, that brings us back to Mr. Hodgson, but we've seen coaches who have really been cowed by the pressures and the emotional energy of that job, whereas Klopp always saw it as a resource that could be harnessed and always used it accordingly. It's something he's very good at. Uh, he's the best kind of demagogue, <laughs> Jurgen Klopp is. Um, uh, so what a what an incredibly good fit he proved to be, both in a footballing sense and culturally, uh, for that club. And uh, yeah, it's uh, obviously it will be a shame to see him go, but not a Liverpool fan at all. But I, 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 I will say, I, I do hope he wins the league. Uh, of course, selfishly, Erling Holland to come back from injury, score a bunch of goals, and City win the league would not be a bad thing for me because, you know, the the, the the book is still out there, guys. There's, there's a, <laughs> paperback is on its way. You know? Oh, is it really? Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, it was coming out in paperback at some point this year. I forget the date, but, you know, that, it would be if that was coincided with a mad goal-scoring run from Erling Holland, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but listen, the sentimental person in me uh, would like Liverpool to win the league this season. I can say that.
1: I get it. Speaking of books, since uh, before we started recording, you and I were having a quiet, secret conversation about the potential of you traveling to the United States mm. sometime this year. Would you be able to bring copies of the book with you so we could sell them while you're here? It depends on my baggage allowance, my friend. Those things are heavy. Well, you could have them shipped uh, but, uh...
0: here. <laughs> oh, that'll take ages.
1: No, I'll put... no, you actually... got a publisher? Let the publisher do it.
0: Yeah, that's true. I'll have to talk to them. But yeah, because I can. I, I'm Yeah. Um... I
1: can't bring my suitcase full of full of books. That'd be very heavy. <laughs> you get uh, the ex- at, the- <laughs> You'll get caught at. Um, uh, whatever that part of the airport. Yeah, is. no, the what extra that- money
0: it would cost me to bring it over. I'd it, I it, I would lose money on selling these books. Like this would not be profitable at all for me. So <sighs> yeah. But Wait, you're uh, trying to make I'd- money from writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, of course. I <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> w- what other reason is there to do anything peter my friend no no, no uh no. for the art of it lars for the art of it yeah yeah definitely that's why i do the Lars resort that's mostly for the art i mean if this isn't art then i don't know what is
1: <laughs> this is laurie anderson level <laughs> performance art
0: yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a yeah it, it can't really be compared with anything else this is definitely art and on that note I think we'll end it thank you so much peter for again answering the call for answering the bat signal great to have something uh, have a chat out uh, ahead of schedule on this i think so hopefully this was worthwhile for people listening and uh, thanks for taking the time
1: any old time my good friend